on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. Welcome back, guys. This is part two with Dakota Meyer. Dude, last time you were on the show, and you mentioned a date earlier when we were talking. Last time we were on the show, people wanted to hear how you won your medal of honor. Yeah. So um, let's talk about that. That was the date you mentioned when we were talking earlier. Yeah. So September 8, 2009. So I was on a, uh, so I was over in Afghanistan on an embedded training team. Um, it was four U.S. and 80 Afghans. We lived on a base. And, um, you know, it was a unique position. I was what, four? Four U.S. Yeah. Four U.S. and 80 Afghans. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, we were attached to 10th Mountain, De 10th Mountain Division, which was an army unit. Um, but we lived on a base with it, like a little corner base with just the Afghans. And uh, I was actually a sniper in the Marines. And, um, you know, we, I got detached from my unit to go on this. And my team was, I had Lieutenant Johnson. So he was a calm guy, re really awesome guy. He was uh, from... He was from Oregon, but grew up in Virginia Beach. Like, just, just an awesome dude. And then uh, we had uh, Gunny Kinnefick, who uh, just a, from Buffalo, New York, right? Just, a, just an awesome, awesome guy. He was the old man of the team. And um, then we had Doc Layton, who was my corpsman, and then myself. And, uh, you know, so we went over and we were in a place. It was in eastern Afghanistan. So it wasn't, I'm sure you heard of the Korngold Valley. Mm -hmm. So we were east of that right um in a in a, a valley is up that there. where that uh documentary restrepo is from so restrepo is from Korngol, yeah. Okay. yeah yeah so we were east of that right um and just a just a really shitty place um and so like our job was to help mentor the afghan national army right to train them to to help mentor them you know the, the theory behind it which obviously we see the results of it now but the theory behind it is is that we train them up so that they can fight for their own country and then we leave and they uphold it right didn't happen um so we we got called in on september we got called on september 6th to go run a mission in this place called the gangegal valley um the gangegal valley is a a really really bad valley uh it's actually in a book called the bear went over the mountain um and they like used to slaughter like they slaughtered the russians like when the russians would go in there they would kill them and they would cut their heads off and put them on post outside the valley. Bad, the impaler style. Yeah. yeah. Like, like this is a fucking ruthless valley, but it was a, it was a huge avenue for, um, all, like for the Taliban. They used it for like, you know, all their Just shit, right? Around. Yeah. Movement. Yeah. It's a freedom of movement. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was really close to another base that we were next to, like less than two miles from it. Right. And so, um, something had happened. I don't know the whole backstory, but like there'd been a rocket drop, killed one of their people. And long story short, they came to us and said they wanted to renounce themselves from the Taliban. Uh, they, they basically were trying to say, fuck the Taliban. Like we want to start supporting the government. Right. So we were going to go in and do our typical, yeah, this is it right here. Um, so we were going to go in and do our typical, um, our typical. Yeah. That's actually the thing. Um, that's your mission there. That's actually the route we took. Yeah. So we were going to go in and, uh, so we were, we were going to go into a, I've never even seen that. So we were going to go into the Valley and do a, uh, a, a key leader engagements, what we call it. So basically you sit down with the elders, we kind of negotiate with them. Like, 
well, what do you need from us? To kind of like that scene they show in 12 Strong where they're sitting there and they're giving yeah. them rice and yeah, like, some you know, liquor and shit and they're yeah. having a conversation. Yeah, so we, yeah. and we did this all the time, right? Like we, mm -hmm. we go in, we, you know, I mean, look, like the, the best place to, to communicate is face-to-face -face with the elders and over a meal, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so we were going to go in and see what we needed to do to help support them. So the mission was that, that, that we would go in um, and it, it was supposed to go on the 7th. And it got pushed off to the eighth. And, you know, this is always dangerous when you're working with counterparts, local national counterparts, because they don't have, um, they're not as discreet about things. They know the plan. Well, they know the plan. Yeah. And, and like, I don't want to make them sound bad. Like, oh, like sometimes they. Loose lips sink ships. Yeah, loose lips sink ships. Yeah. Right. And sometimes they tell people um, because they're excited, right? Like they're excited to run a mission. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do that. And, the, you know, and guess what? It gets leaked. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Afghan national police or the Afghan border patrol, one of the two border patrol is the worst, uh, national police are terrible as well, but, um, they leaked the mission, um, and it got pushed over to the eighth, which is hard to do, which is not good. So that morning we got up and I had had, I had had some issues with the mission, the way it was planned. Now I was the youngest person in the room. You were 21 at the time. 20, yeah, I was yeah. 21 at the time. And I was the youngest person in the room, right? Uh, I'd had some problems with the way it was planned. Uh, I had problems with the fact that we didn't have, um, we, like our comm plan. Uh, we were, everybody was on one frequency. I, I, I thought that was dumb. I thought that we had snipers at 2,000 meters out of their range of, you know, using their weapon systems was dumb. Um, and I, I didn't, my biggest problem was why weren't we bringing the vehicles in with us? Um, because if shit hit the fan, we would at least have some armor and big guns in there. And the response that they gave me was that we were going to go in clandestine, right? So it was a 90-man fucking patrol, right? Clandestine. clandestine. Yeah, right, right. period, right? So anyways, it's just incompetent leadership. What? That doesn't even go together. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just quoting what they tell me, right? So... Uh, my leadership, I mean, they didn't like me anyways, right? Uh, and so they ended up leaving me. So we were, the mission was we we're going to go in and park the trucks. And then they were going to walk in the rest of the way by foot. So if you see on there, right? So number one, um, number one is where we would park. Well, a little bit before number one was we'll right. We'll have this linked on, on Real AF for you guys also so you yeah. guys can see it. So number one is about the area that we staged our vehicles. I mean, I know it says objective rally point back there. Maybe it was a little bit, but like one was about the area. So we came in that morning and parked the trucks and like, they took me out of my team and replaced me with a guy named Gunnery Sergeant Johnson. Gunny Johnson was a good dude, just a, just an awesome guy. And, um, they replaced me with Gunny Johnson and kind of like my punishment and stuff was to sit at the, at the trucks, the vehicles while they went in and, and ran the mission, you know, like leave this me is behind. the punishment for you sort of yeah. causing a fuss. Yeah. Okay. And, um, so I was, I was sitting with the trucks and on the way in that morning, you know, I was in the up gun and, uh, Kenefick was driving. Lieutenant Johnson was in the passenger seat and doc Layton was in the back. And then, uh, uh, Fazel, our interpreter was in there. You know, we have our headsets on and we're rolling in and, you know, that whole time, usually going in, running missions, the whole time going in, it's kind of like uh, 
like your warm up to a, a game, yeah. right? Like we're talking about, hey, what's the object? Like what's the objective rally point? What's your checkpoints? Like what's our call for fire targets? Hey, we take fire on the east. What's your on call target that you're going to move off of? You know, like just kind of rehearsing. Mm -hmm. Do we never mention the patrol going in? All we talked about was home. Like mm. all we talked about was coming home. Like couldn't wait to get home. We'd been in a really, really bad gunfight on the 6th. Um, and all we could talk about was just like, man, like what, how we were going to drink beer when we got home, who was buying the beer, like all this stuff, right? And, and, and it tells me everything I need to know that like everybody was fucking scared and, and like knew this was a bad Shit idea. Shit was hot. Shit was hot, Yeah. right? And so we, we came in that morning. We parked at, at the number one right there at the yeah, objective rally they point. They call it a release point on this map. It's yeah. Well, point. yeah. So, so just, yeah. So like that. Yeah. So release point overall, uh, objective rally point, whatever. It's about the same area. So we, we parked our trucks there and, uh, the guys got out, we parked and, and they all got out and, uh, I'll never forget. Kenefic was starting to walk off and he said, Myra, I'll see you on the flip side. And, uh, it was, it was so dark. And so they started to walk. This is that night. No. So it's about three thirty, four in the morning. Okay. Yeah. So it's still dark. Still dark, right? Yeah. Pitch black. And so I've got a thermal device and I'm like watching the hills. I mean, it's like a bowl, right? And I'm watching the hills and like, I see people going to the hills and like, they ain't working out. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it ain't, it ain't nothing new. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not rucking. They ain't, no yeah, they ain't 75 hard. <laughs> right. Yeah. They ain't right. 75 hard. They, they, yeah. they don't, they don't know Andy, you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> um, you know, so they, uh, I started calling it out and I was told to get off the radio, right? Check. Roger. So my team goes in and um, the village is up there about where 11 is. And so my team was in the front of the patrol. And uh, they start walking in. And as soon as they get to the edge of the village, all the lights in the village shut off simultaneously. And uh, I mean, it was like on. So come to find out. So it started right then. Yeah. So, and usually like, it was like a normal gunfight, right? In, in a normal gunfight, like, you know, they start shooting, you start shooting, right? You, you, you kind of. So instantly you, you guys knew instantly they knew you were coming. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 And so in, you know, with it, usually they would shoot at you when you left. So the fact that they shot at us when we got there, mm -hmm. we knew we'd been set up. Mm -hmm. Like. It, 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 there was no doubt. There right? was no leaving. They didn't. They, yeah, it, it was fucking on, right? Yeah. And and you better like, the, yeah. In, in a patrol this big, like, you know, I mean, there's ninety of us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're prepared. So what they had done was, is they had leaked over our our exact map of where we were going to put our Overwatch positions and stuff, and they had set up above our Overwatch positions to be able to keep them pinned down, and they had infiltrated the entire village, mm. right? So before kind of and again i, I jump around it's, it's a long story but like before the, the the fighting had started there was all these sheep and like people were leaving the village and i knew what that meant like listen this ain't my first rodeo like they were getting all their what they cared about out of there right and like this one guy so i would always try to go up and talk to him a little bit and just kind of fill him out and and like they wouldn't even wouldn't even talk to me right so knew no doubt that shit's bad right and, um, so all of a sudden the, the gunfight kicks off and, uh, and 
you know, usually in any gunfight, they, they always throw the kitchen sink at you in the beginning. And then it's like they start, I mean, they can't, they don't have resupply and shit like right. that, right? You know what I mean? No it's, cast, it's no right, ca yeah. You know what I mean? Most time. But like this one, I mean, it was like nothing. It was not slowing down. It was like one after another. So you knew it was planned, right? It wasn't mm -hmm. just some shithead in his house with two mags, right? right. Um, and we had, you know, we had mortars, rockets. I mean, they were sending it all. So we kind of start figuring out where everybody's at. And, you know, we tried to call on-call targets and, and, um, you know, I, it was normal chatter back and forth. And then, you know, I, you know, they started calling in artillery, which is the first thing they usually do. Right. We started requesting uh close arm, uh, cast, right. Uh, you know, with, with helicopters, we usually, we get Kai was there. Um, and they just kept telling us 15 minutes on, on, on air. Right. That's the great thing about fighting for the United States of America is we have fucking air. Right. And mm -hmm. <laughs> when you start getting your ass kicked, you call air and then it's not fair anymore. And, and, you know, we, we win, right. That's, that's why it's great to be an American. And, um, it kept saying 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. And it just was delayed. And so, you know, eventually I heard Lieutenant Johnson come over the radio and he was at about probably a let, maybe let's go down, go down. I think nine is where I found him at. Yeah, go down. So nine is the courtyard, um, trenches. So, so I, it was below, a little bit below nine. So go up a little bit. Yeah. So eight was where a school was. Right. So there was a school over there and what they were doing, they had that thing full of people and there was, there was literally trenches all the way around this thing that they were dug in. I mean, this place is built for fighting. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like stair steps all the way up it of, of terraces. And I heard Lieutenant Johnson come over the radio and he said, I need to support artillery mission, which is normal. And he requested for it. He was trying to put munitions between him and the village mm -hmm. to basically give him, you know, cover so that they could exfil, right? And he gave this, he gave a grid that was spot on. And the response he got back was it's too close to the village. Now, what we didn't know was that about 30, 45 days before this, uh, Stanley McChrystal had put in a rule of engagement that stated that you could not fire munitions within a certain radius of a village unless you had, now you ready for this? unless you had gone through and made sure that there were only enemy combatants that, that all the, that all the friendlies were out of it. The only enemy. So what are you supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Hex those motherfuckers. Riddle me that. Do, right. Do, do you believe yeah. the Taliban knew that also? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Like they, they knew that they that know. new order was, yeah, put they're in. watching the shit. They're watching, right. they watch everything. Right. They, they, they fucking know. Right. I mean, right. you know, um, so bro, that's what you get when you get people in Washington making fucking decisions, dude. Hundred percent. Yeah, but I go. I don't. I don't. I don't blame Stanley McChrystal. Like mm. I blame the people who listen to Stanley McChrystal. Yeah. Mm. Right. Like again. Like it goes back. You know. So, anyways, um, because, and I'm I'm gonna give you a perfect example of this. So, anyways, he came. My Lieutenant Johnson came over the radio. Me and Rodriguez Chavez, uh, Staff Sergeant Rodriguez Chavez, at the time, we were sitting there listening to this, and he came back over the radio and he stated, he said, uh, Lieutenant Johnson said if you don't give me these rounds right now, we're going to die. He said it on the radio. Yep. And the response I quote that he got back was, we'll try your best. 
So Wait, it was. A, it was they a, said, "Well, try your best." Yes. Like they're basically saying, "Well, do what you can." Yes. And so at that point, like I knew that nobody was gonna fucking help. And so, me and Rodriguez Chavez, like, we got to go do something. So we requested three or four times over the radio if we could go in. Each time, told no by the command that was in there. And finally, we just said that we're going in, um, because that's what like I, I didn't I don't like I don't like I asked you out of respecting your position, but I'm still gonna fucking do it, right? Because it's the right thing to fucking do. Yeah. And I knew for a fact that once we left that position, that if it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, there would be consequences for it. Mm -hmm. Like I, my career would be ended. Like I'd be in so much fucking trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll tell you this, I'd rather be like, you not know me today and my teammates be alive yeah, than to be standing here today knowing that I did nothing. And I blamed it because I was told not to just knowing to, you, just knowing you, you wouldn't have been able to live with that. Well, I wouldn't have, you right. Have. I got, I got to sleep at night. Yeah. Right. So me and Rodriguez Chavez, we headed in and, um, on the first trip in, we got to, so we, we went around as soon as we turned where three is at. So it was like a big wall. Like it was like a big, huge terrace there. And you couldn't really see up in the valley. But once we turned, you took a right where three was at right there. And it was like a big riverbed, probably a hundred meters wide. And there were bodies everywhere. Like when I tell you, Taliban were running at the fucking vehicle. When I tell you that like there were motherfuckers everywhere, like everywhere. And so- And this was the 90 guys. This was- Not the just patrol. them. Like, I mean, it was like- the enemy, it was like my Afghan soldiers, right? Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it was just, it was, it was like fucking chaos. I mean, they were coming out, walking out, looked like the fucking walking dead, right? Like mm -hmm. carrying their guys. I found my interpreter on my way in and he had been shot, right? And he's like, he, I, I asked him, I said, Fazel, cause he was with my guys. I said, where are they at? And he's like, they're still in there. And so I said, well, will you help me get them? And he's like, well, absolutely. Right. And, um, he had just gotten married. And I'll never forget, like he, like, like he would, he would, like he, like looked at his wedding ring, and you know he was, he was just like, you know, if this is it, this is it, right? And um, you know, so as we we headed up in there, I, I'd heard Kenefit come over the radio, and he stated he needed a, a a medevac, and so I knew that I always carried a sharpie in my in my gear, and so like if if I put a tourniquet on someone, like I would write on their forehead that they had a tourniquet on because like and if you have a tourniquet it. on yeah well the time of it but like when they're traveling places right like if you have a tourniquet on your leg the first thing they're going to do is they're going to cover you up with a blanket to keep you from going into shock and a lot of times if there's a mass casualty situation they don't know you have a tourniquet on and they would have treated you already so at least it's on your forehead because ain't nobody covering your fucking head up with a sheet right unless you're dead and so we um I knew that I pulled that Sharpie out and I was trying to write on the, the metal turret. I knew if I could get the grid location that I would knew where he was and I'd be able to get him. And I, he got the first three numbers out and then like stopped. And so we kept pushing up. And on the first trip, we pushed up to about look where that red line is. That and dash line. That dash line. Mm -hmm. So we pushed up at least to there. And, uh, my 50 cal started going down. It started shooting single shot because I was shooting so much. And um, like these motherfuckers were running at the truck, right? Like 
Rodriguez Chavez, I shot this guy in the front. Like I, 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 like when I couldn't move my, my turret fast enough, I'd pull my M4 up and I'd shoot a motherfucker with my, like my M4. Right. And I shot a guy in the front and Rodriguez Chavez, like he wouldn't stop the truck because if you did, like it was fucked. And so he fucking hits this dude, like shot this guy and he fucking hits this dude. And I remember he looks at, he looked, yelled at me. He's like, man, I fucking hit one, homie. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, right? We're kind of laughing. You gotta laugh uh, when the shit sucks. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and yeah. like, it sounded like static was over my head. Like, so when around, when, like when you're getting shot at and like it gets close, like it literally sounds like a, like that right there, like a pin going through a piece of paper. And like, it sounded like static because there was so, so much gunfire, right? And some of it was hitting like, cause they had the angle on you and like, in the turret, some of it was hitting in the turret, right? Like, I mean, it, it just didn't matter. And uh, God, I, I just never forget, like, I was like. So I, not only do you hear the fucking static, bro, yeah. you're hearing all the fucking hits on the armor Well, you can everything. feel, you can feel the fucking, like. like the when it, of it, the, yeah. the, When it hits, like, you know, like when you shoot a piece of steel. Yeah. And like it, the bullet, the center, yeah. I mean, you can feel the shit coming off. That's fucking crazy. And um, I, I remember just thinking, like which round is it going to be that's going to hit me in the fucking face, right? Like, you know, it's one thing to shoot back at somebody, but it's another, like, the, the person who wins is the motherfucker who keeps his face on the gun. That's the hardest discipline you got, right? Like, anybody can, anybody can do this, right? Anybody can, like, shoot rounds. But, man, like, they got to be effective. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I was just trying my best. Like, there were times that, like, gosh, it got so bad that, like, I would sit down on the strap and be like, fuck man. And, um, so we pushed up my, my, my gun went down to single shot. And so we had to turn around and on the way out, we went out and we got, we had to get another truck and we established a casualty collection point down there where number two is. And so what we did on the second trip what, in, what's the scale from one to 11? Like how much distance is that? So it's probably a mile from one to three. Okay. And so probably you're at two miles for the whole thing. Probably. Okay. Yeah. About that. All right. And so, um, so number two, number two, prop. Yeah. So number two, so Rod went and got a truck and on his way back in, we, we had the Afghan national army trucks. We asked them to bring in, um, their pickup trucks. And so they brought them in behind us. And so my, my interpreter, he ended up taking over the gun for me. Right. And I would get out of the truck. And I would, so when we came in, we turn up three, where three is, and we come up the valley and you'd start hearing, well, you'd see like, so the Afghan soldiers in the beginning, when they seen me, they would run to me. Like they would stand up. They were so like, like helps here. And they'd just get fucking like, like they were just trying to get to us and they'd just get mowed down. Like they'd just get fucking like, like, I mean, like these guys had them dialed in. Yeah. They're shooting everybody that's standing. Yeah. And so. On the second trip in, they, what they would do is they would raise their foot up, right? Like they would raise their foot and, uh, or like they would do something to let you know that they're alive. And so I would jump out with my med bag and I'd try to get to them. And, and, you know, I, I would put tourniquets on the one that I could. Um, and that was really all I could do, man. Like, like I would put tourniquets to try to stop the bleeding, but like in that position, it's, it's, there's not like. I would, I mean, I would sit with some of them, like as they died, right? Like I would, you know, I would do as best as I could until they died. And what I would do is I'd drag them back to the road and then I would throw them in the back of the truck and I would put the dead ones on the bottom. And then I put the ones who had a chance to live on top of that. And then we would send them out all the way out. Right. 
And uh, so we did that for about two trips. And um, then on the last trip in, so finally helicopters showed up, right? Uh, about, about our second trip. They showed up, like two of them came in, but like they were there for maybe five minutes and they were empty, right? Like they just unloaded everything. They had to go back and resupply. And then I, I ended up coming over the radio. Nobody wanted to fucking do it, but I finally came over the radio and I said that we have four U.S. missing. Because I knew that, that when you say that. There's a level of urgency. Yeah. I Man, I got resources for days, but I, but I have to have a reason to say it, right? Yeah. You talk about playing with fire. Like there's going to be an investigation. I mean, it's going to be, you talk about all eyes on it. So like, you don't want to just say it. But once I figured out that they were truly missing and didn't have comms with them, like I, I said it, right? And so you're going to get PJs. I mean, it's going to like, so at one point in time, we had uh, four Four Kiowas on station, two Apaches on station. We had two fast movers on station, which are airplanes. And then we had a set of PJs coming to help, right? And so, you know, I mean, you get resources for days. And so uh, on the last trip in, you know, we did this back and forth a few trips. And on the last trip in, uh, these, so what would happen is these helicopters would fly over at the time they showed up and they would go spot. And so wherever they were, I knew under them was a, was a body that, that we needed to get. Mm -hmm. And so I would run over and grab them and pull them back. And, and, you know, and on the last trip in, um, they said that they'd found these PJs came in and they said that they had found, they said five bodies in this trench. And so I thought it was just another, you know, another set of bodies. And I truly believe that my teammates had pushed up and got into a house and, you know, held onto a fucking house. Right. That's what I thought they had done. And uh, so we pull up, we stop, and I jump out of the truck. And I take off running. So I asked them, so they said, the PJ said it was too dangerous for them to land and grab them. So I said, hey, spot it. Or I asked Swenson to have them spot it with smoke. So they dropped a, a thing of smoke on top of this terrace. And so I took off fucking sprinting. And I jumped off this terrace. And it was probably four or five feet tall. And like I landed in this ditch line, right? And um and I landed on top of Gunnery Sergeant Johnson. And then I went to the left a little bit and Doc Layton was, all of his med gear was scattered out and he was laying face down on top of Lieutenant Johnson. He'd been working on him. And then I went a little bit further around this, this uh, trench and I found um, Gunny Kinefic. And they had all been executed and stripped of their gear. And um, so I, uh, like, I, I just... You know, I mean, it's like, fuck, man, like, just can't, like, you know, you, 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 you guess to lose one, but like, you know, to, the whole team. to lose fucking like, like all of them. Um, so I called over the radio and said, Hey, the, the four, the four, the four M missing are now confirmed killed. And, um, I reached down I'll never forget. I, I went to pick up Gunny Johnson and, you know, I did, I, I mean, I had drug out you know, a, a few people, but before this and, and been going all day and like, man, like I reached down to grab him and like, I picked him up on my shoulder and, uh, to carry him out. And like, I fell flat on my face. It was like all the adrenaline was gone. And, um, I'll never forget that. Like one of the most impactful moments of that day is like, I just fell and like, I had him on top of me and, um, I, I rolled him over to pick him up again. And, uh, the Afghans, 
were, were, came in, my Afghan soldiers, and they came up to me and they said, let me, let me help you. And I said, don't, don't fucking touch my guys. Like, like I'll, I'll finish this. And they begged and they, like this, this guy looked at me and he said, uh, he said, you know, you stayed around to help us carry our dead out and we're going to stay here to help you carry your dead out. And, and it was, it was pretty cool. Right. And so I, I, they helped me get my guys. Um, we, we moved them, we, we put them in the back of these trucks and, uh, we put, um, it was, it was Layton and Gunny, Gunny Johnson. We put in the first truck out and then I picked up Kinefic and, and, or Kinefic and, and Lieutenant Johnson and we put them in the second truck. And then I just jumped in the truck because to me, like the fucking day's over, right? Like I just jumped in the back of the truck. I had an Afghan driver and we just left the patrol and went, <laughs> went on back. And man, as I was driving out, um, I got so a little bit past number one right there and on the way out and, um, the whole village was standing there fucking laughing at me, like just laughing, like pointing, like fucking laughing, flipping me off on the way out. And like, I pulled my gun up and like Lieutenant or, uh, not Lieutenant Johnson, but, uh, but doc, uh, or not doc, but, um, Fazel, Fazel was like, it ain't worth it. It ain't fucking worth it. You know what I mean? And like, I was so like, so fucking pissed at him. And, uh, so we, we go back and I put, you know, we, we had to go to the freezers. So we put the guys in the freezers, uh, got all their stuff, all their personal belongings out. We put them on the helicopters with the PJs to go back. And then, uh, I went over to the Afghan national army side of the base and helped them do the same with their dad. And, uh, then I went and, and, and ate some, ate some lunch, you know, there's a, but I mean, you know, man, it, it was a, it was, it was a shitty day. Right. Um, but man, like, you know, I, I, I learned so much about it. Right. Like I learned so much about myself. Like that day literally forever changed my existence. Right. And, and, um, you know, I, I, I miss my teammates. Right. And then, you know, I, I got sent home. I was in another gunfight four days later that was almost as big, just as big. Um, I got sent home around Thanksgiving weekend. I think I got home back December 5th. Um, taking a necessary risk is what it was called. Um, I got sent home and, and, you know, like I loved the Marine Corps. Like, like I had gone on this deployment to put in a package uh, to, to go. I wanted to go to the selection for, for uh, MARSOC, right? Like I wanted to, dude, I, I wanted to be an operator. Like I love being a Marine. I thought that the rest of my life I would be a Marine. Um, I mean, I loved it. Like, I love being a sniper. Uh, I loved what we stood for, what we fought for. Like, I loved it. And, um, you know, literally lost not only my job, not only my teammates, um, you know, what I thought was my future, right? And, uh, you know, but, but, it's, but it's been the biggest lesson for me. That, that failure that day has been the biggest lesson to me to make sure that, that of who I am going forward, right? Like. I mean, I failed my teammates that day, right? Like people were like, oh, well you did and you did the best you could. Well, a lot, like, I, I don't, I don't like, like, go, you know, when Tom Brady loses the Super Bowl, a motherfucker tried as hard as he could. Well, you're looking at it from a team standpoint, well, you know, from an individual standpoint, had you done any, I mean, bro, you would have been with right there with them. We wouldn't even know each other. You're, 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 you're right. You're, you're hundred percent right. But but for me, like, I don't change the narrative. Like, I went in that day to go save my teammates. Yeah. 
and and I don't change the narrative because it doesn't fucking feel good, right? That's right. But I use it as like you won't beat me because like unless you're willing to kill me, like you ain't gonna fucking beat me because I know like how far I'm willing to go to lose. Yeah. Right. And I know what that loss feels like. And 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 like, you know, I, I watch my teammates and I went a long time, you know, when I talk about these excuses, when I talk about like, you know, who you surround yourself with, personal accountability. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, I came back from this and, and, and people looked at me and they're like, man, I couldn't imagine what you've gone through, right? Like, I was a drunk asshole piece of shit, man. After? Yeah. Came home, PTSD this. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and had I, been de- had, I, had I been dealt a bad hand? Yeah. Yeah, I had. But, but I was around people who weren't calling my bullshit. Right? Like it didn't. Well, it's a hard thing to call, bro. It's hard to call bullshit on, on something that most 99.99999% of human beings will never experience. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But like. But I get it too. But, but, but I'll tell you this, the biggest, the most disgraceful thing that I ever did was go through life and waste a day and justify me wasting a day and being a piece of shit by my teammates sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this is, this is a pretty cool story right here. I was, so you see down there on the far left on that road, that's our trucks. So we were getting shot at this called hill eight or uh, yeah. 1311. Where are we at right here? No. no, so, no, no. so go down to so, right by off right there. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. So that's our trucks. So these guys were shooting at us. And so my Afghans were like, let's fucking chase these guys up the hill and go get them. Right. And so we went up the hill and like, we That's fucked a big them fucking up. Hill. That's a big fucking hill. It took us a while, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we fucked them up, man. Like that was, that was a good day. Yeah. Fuck bro. That was a good day. That's an intense fucking story, dude. Yeah, man. But, but you know, like it's just, it's like, it's a hand you're dealt, right? I, like what's I, dude, next? I, I, Dude, I give you like the maximum level respect to take a situation like that and turn it into something powerful to drive you to be a better fucking person. Like that's all you can fucking do. That's all you can do. Yeah. Right. And like in that story, that that day goes to waste. Um, you know, it's why I don't wear my medal, right? Like, I mean, I don't wear my medal. I don't like I give it to my my, my actually my oldest daughter has it. Mm-hmm. And uh, because like I'm not going to live off that day. Right? Like I was good one day. Yeah. Well, what, what am I going to do? What am I doing today? Yeah. I've never heard you even talk about it. Yeah. Like ever. Yeah. It was weird for that to, you know, even ask about it. Cause I never heard you talk about it. Yeah. Because you know, to, to me, like, you know, all those medals on my chest. Were well, you definitely in better shape now? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was so. Like, you want to be told what the truth is. <laughs> that's right. You were eating a little fucking, you were eating pretty well there. No. And it's, and it's embarrassing, right? Like that's the day that, you know, I, I'm remembered as the most. And, and, you know, like people around me didn't tell me that mm. people around, like, you don't have to go through that day. Well, when to I say start, that. if I start getting fat, you better fucking tell me, bro. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Say, Andy, you 100%. fucking fat. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, um, but yeah, bro, like. It's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy day. It was a crazy, it's, it's hard to even believe anymore. You know, looking back, um, it was a crazy day. Yeah. Fuck. Now, I heard rumors real first, bro. All all love. I don't yeah. even look like you, dude. No, it no, doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Was there something about Obama not inviting you to the ball or something like that because you were being it so it wasn't him. So there was like a there was actually a uh yeah, so I was gonna go 
I got invited to a Marine Corps ball, uh, but one of the ambassadors, one of Obama's ambassadors over mm -hmm. in, I think it was Iraq, maybe? Yeah, I think Afghanistan. Or, or yes. Afghanistan, one Afghanistan, of the two. Afghanistan, yeah. yeah. Um, they wouldn't, like, he, he refused to give me access to come. The Marines were stationed there, and they wanted me to come to their ball, and he refused to give me access because I had criticized Obama on his policies and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, get to, I didn't get to go to the ball. For, That's for crazy. That, See, Andy, he's Marines. not far left. No. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah, right. No, like I'm I'm actually no, I'm saying I can't believe that they would deny you access. That's communist shit, bro. Yeah. That's, that's bad shit. Yeah. You got a fucking guy who just won the Medal of Honor, the highest fucking award you can win. Yeah. And you're gonna allow him access, not allow him access to the ball. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, because it was the ambassador's ball, I guess, or whatever, right? And, and yeah, they didn't, they didn't let me come because of that, right? I mean, it, I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, look, listen. Yeah, listen. I know. But like, but, it's just fucking, that's fucked up. Yeah. 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 Crazy, crazy day. Crazy day. Are those, the, are the, go back to that. Are these, are those terraces? Uh, go back to that picture. I'm, I gotta pull it back up. One second. What what is that picture? That picture, are those the terraces you're talking about in the background? Yeah. So in the background back there, so like uh -huh. see those like that like that's all like all those are terraces, right? Like, yeah. So that's what you got to fight up. So that's that's the part. Yeah. Is that so the like part? see see those walls? Yeah. Those are all terraces going up into it. So they're all up on top of there, shooting down at you. Yeah. Like yeah. you're like running a gauntlet up it, right? Fuck. Yeah. That's yeah, a shit show. Fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah I mean these these places are built to fight. See, see if you can find another uh, picture of Ganjagal Valley. Fuck. Yeah, I mean it's no fucking joke, right? Was this whole thing did it last long enough for daylight to come up, or was it all in the dark? No, yeah, it, it lasted. Uh, I think it lasted eight or nine hours. Oh, okay. Jeez. Yeah. So the sun's coming up, and then it's it, so you, when you start it, when it all started, it was dark, and then yeah. it was light. Yeah, it was like three three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Damn. And I remember I came back and like, there was a reporter with us. And so I knew it was going to hit the news the next day. And so what they do is when somebody gets killed, when a, an American gets killed, they shut down, they call it uh, river city. So they shut down all the comms until they notify the families. So I was afraid that my dad was going to hear about it. So I, I ran over to my, to my house or to my hooch where I, where I was staying at. I got on my computer and I Skyped my dad and I just said, Hey dad, like, um, I know you're going to hear, I know, yeah, this is it. So I know you're going to hear about this, but Hey, I just wanted, I just wanted to call you and let you know that I'm okay. And my dad said, uh, he said, well, how are your, how are your team? You know, what about your guys? And I said, well, they didn't make it, but like, just know I'm okay. And like, and that was it. Mm -hmm. Right. And hung up. Um, but yeah, so that left side right there, see the road. So that left side was the, the road that we were fighting up. Uh, yeah, that one down. down Are these terraces? Yeah. They made these terraces. Yeah, yeah. So they do it for agriculture, right? So zoom in a little bit. Um, see if you can zoom in. And that's the village to the right there, kind of right center. Yeah. So so yeah. So uh, right there. Yeah. Got it. So fuck. Yeah. So that's it. So go. So go. Come down a little. So bit bro, there's no equipment you could really take up there anyway. So you can drive up that. You drive up the. See the road right there. Yeah. That's like a riverbed though. Yeah, it's but wide it snakes open. everything into the fucking to a target. Yeah, like, like I, I found. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, so I found my teammates, and right there's a. So go down a little bit. Um, so see that, see that path right there, like it. So, right there. Yep, C come down a little bit the other way. Come to the left, 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 left. 
left, left, left. So right, right there is where I found my teammates, right? So they were in that trench line, but that trench line leads up to a fucking house. So like they literally built a trench line that goes around that thing uh, so that they could fight out of it. For reference, so like this like plateau, right? Yeah. Compared to this, what's the height difference there? Probably four feet at least. So you can't take like armored vehicles up that shit, right? No, you'd have to stay on the road, right? Yeah. And, and they're, and they're, so, so that's like, why they did it. Yeah, and so they're running around that, right? Like, and you'd run up on a motherfucker and be three feet from him, right? You better be ready to get down. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Jeez, man. Fuck. Yeah. Why the fuck are we even going in there? Like, that seems like a place that you would just hit with, with, with fucking other shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a complex thing, right? And after going- Yeah, I mean, after, I'm no after, fucking military strategist. After but, going into Ukraine, like, I am yeah. proud to be an American on how we fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's fucking- you know, I don't really ask military guys to tell us their stories that much. So, like, yeah. that's the first time anybody ever did that on the show. That was <clears throat> that was something else. I could see why, uh, after kind of learning the mission, I could see why you had your objections to uh, doing it that way. Yeah, I mean, look, and I, I'm not like I'm not going to say that that I could have changed the outcome of yeah. anything, right? Like I, I, everything. Yeah, I well, believe- I mean, bro, certain things are pretty fucking obvious. Yeah, I mean, you know, and people go like you know, the Marine Corps sometimes still has a problem with, um, that, that, well, I disobeyed orders. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. still an, to this and, day. Yeah. Right. Like there's actually like, a, we a, understand why that's, uh, that's, I mean, I can understand why that's important. Yeah. Like, cause you can't have people just disobeying orders to go do shit, but there's no. a line. No, like, and I, and I don't, there's always like, a line. There, there's always there, a line. Well, th- there is right. Yeah. And it, at what costs? Right. And, and, and I look, the, the thing that makes us a, a free society is, is that we are a law abiding country, right? Like the laws keep are important. Free. Yeah. Right. Right. Keep, they, like they're a double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. They, they keep us free until they, they don't make sense. Right. Like, and, and they're used to, 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 to as a personal benefit. Right. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't, I don't think anybody should disobey orders. I think that, that everybody, you know, that, that, obeying orders is what makes our military great. But like, I didn't, I don't feel like I disobeyed orders. I feel like I made an educated decision, right? My, my command had shown me their incompetencies so many times up to that point that, that, you know, I, I didn't trust them to do the right thing anyways. Mm. Right. And I made an educated decision and I think that's what we should all do in life. And, and, you know, you know, the one thing that my dad like instilled in me was, you know, don't, don't, try to keep up with the Joneses, right? Like don't, don't look around and, and try to like, who gives a fuck what anybody else says, right? Mm-hmm. Like do, do the right thing. Like, uh, you know, wh- like there's a lot of people like with, with our names, our last names, there's a lot of people who, who had those last names before us. I was thinking about that. Mm. Uh, I, w- I was thinking about that as you were telling the story, I was thinking like, you know, America needs to remember like the citizens of America, <laughs> all of you, everybody needs to remember that like motherfuckers have actually died for you to live. Yeah. Like they, at some point on on, at some point in time, if you trace back everything, Mm -hmm. somebody died for you to live real talk. 100% for every single fucking citizen in this country. And, and, and go even a little bit further. Like there's been people before us, like, all of us have had people sacrifice so yeah. that we could have what we have. Yeah. Seen and unseen. Right. Seen and unseen, right? Like I, I look at people who live off of 
generational wealth. There's some broke motherfucker that sacrificed all of his freedom, all of his time, all of his, like busted his ass so that you could fucking live the life you live. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like, you know, I, I, that's something that people should take more seriously. One, I mean, that's, that's something that I have. I have that yeah. in me because my dad never met his dad. So yeah. my, my dad never met his actual dad. His actual dad was killed uh, shortly after Normandy in world war two. Uh, <clears throat> and he never met him. And so when I think about that, and I think like when I think about my life, I've always had that. Like I've always had that thought. I'm like, well, fuck, dude, this guy one, one separate, one generation removed from me, basically, uh, two generations, right? Like my grandpa, fucking died for me to even have the opportunity to to, to do this life. Yeah, and that's something I've always had and taken seriously. And I I never thought like, like to me, that's obvious. Like I don't forget that. You, you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like in my family, it's not something I, I forget. And I assume sometimes that everybody fucking gets that, but like they don't. And, and that's, that's where my fault is, I think, in some of the th- things I think about. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, and like, we have to, you have to go tell your story. You, you have to tell your story. Like, we all have to tell our stories, right? Like, you know, I, I see a lot of people criticize SEALs coming back and telling their stories or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, this matters because I'll tell you this, the side of wrong doesn't give a fuck about telling their stories. So the side of right has got to tell their stories, right? Mm-hmm. We all have an obligation. You know, you, you think about like, you know, when we sit down with the last generation, I mean, listening to their stories and what they came in, in the, the, you know, the adversity that they overcome in order to get to where we're at was incredible. Like their stories we couldn't imagine, right? Like you you know, we've got to do the same for the next generation. I, we have an obligation. No, it is an obligation. And I also don't believe, you know, that and I know, you know, you you may believe differently, but I don't believe that that we've even began to pay that debt. No, I, we, I, I think I think that men who think like we think I personally believe there's going to come a day in the not too distant future where we're going to have to do that in a real way here mm-hmm. in our own country. And it scares the fuck out of me. And that's why I get so like urgent about people just taking responsibility and standing up for what they know to be right and being vocal and being an American, expressing our freedoms uh, to, to prevent that from happening. Cause like, dude, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, <clears throat> I mean, we talked about it at lunch, dude. I just see, I, I, you have more faith than me. I see this thing going all the way to where there's literal fighting here in our country. And it, but it, but the fight wouldn't last very long. It probably like, wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like I, I hear, maybe no, it most will. Most people are outnumbered 30 to one. Here's what. 100 to one. Maybe, maybe like, look, the, the fight would not like, the, and that's the thing, right? Like as soon as they seen the fight start, it would be over. I mean, you know what I mean? Um, it, it would it would take no time, yeah. right? So I, I hear you on it, and, and I think that, oh, okay, maybe that will happen. But the most important part, the, the fighting part is, is okay, it's going to happen wherever it happens, and, and like that's already, that's already going to be decided wherever that decides to happen. Mm. The most important part is, 
is where we come in with these principle based, like the rebuild, like the, the part, mm-hmm. the, the, the important part's not the fight. Like everybody's worried about the fight. No, no, it's, it's, it's rebuilding after the worst at the, at the bottom level. It is. That's where the reset is meant to happen. The reset of society, their reset, their, their yeah. reset that they're trying to impose globally on society is meant to happen at the bottom. Yeah. But, destroy everything, rebuild from here. But, it, but the, it'll never work. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why it'll never work. It'll never work because we know freedom, right? And when they get to the bottom, there's a common enemy at the bottom. When you start going up, the enemy is different. Everybody's issues are different. The higher you go up the chain. Mm-hmm. When you get to the bottom, like people care about the essentials. Yeah. So like, again, I hear up at their level, what they're seeing, it is like they, they can divide and all this. I promise you when they step down on our level, like, look, nobody's going to give, like, nobody's going to give up freedom. Like, that's the, and guess what? We all fuck, got guns. Do you really believe that, bro? I watched all these motherfuckers during COVID just do what the fuck they were told. And it ended up being bullshit to the point where they're taking medications that they didn't believe that they should take. You watched it. To, to, yeah. You watched what they showed you. You watched what they wanted you to believe. No, I saw it, bro. Well, you, you, you saw it. You, again, again, I didn't watch come, it come on to like te- but CNN. Again, come, but come to te- I got <laughs> yeah. you, but come to Texas. Right, like look. Well, Missouri's a pretty red state, bro. But they still try. They we had a fucking county executive here named Sam Page push all these far, far left policies into our community as hard as possible. We had restaurants here that were fucking denying people that were not vaccinated. Did business. you follow it? No, they're out of business now. Did Did you? But did you? Fuck follow? no, I didn't follow it. Uh, well, so, no, I, I, dude, honestly, I boy, I, I will forever boycott any restaurant or establishment that did that shit. So, so, I'm done. Uh, okay. I got a whole list. I know who the fuck they are. I yep. remember. And I'll never forget. I got, I got you. Yeah. So, so my point being is. No, it, yeah, it didn't, it didn't affect me in that way, but it did affect my fucking freedom, bro, because I wasn't able to go anywhere without getting fucking harassed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't go the fuck. I couldn't go anywhere. Like, for two years, I fucking stayed between my house and here so I didn't have to kill anybody during the day. <laughs> like, real talk. Like, that I did it out of like, cause I know how I would react to that. Like if someone fucking screams at me in public, bro, there's going to be a fucking problem. Yeah. It's just, I'm not going to deal with it. But we're not everybody. And that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like there's plenty of people who don't have that, you know, fuck off mentality yeah. that had no choice to put it up because yeah. they had no other choice. So like what I'm saying, <laughs> so my point is like, I agree with what you're saying. It still comes down to our decisions to comply. But the problem is, I saw so many people comply that on the back channel or on, you know, social media, like, bro, these motherfuckers were like, you know, with the mask thing, like, dude, there's people fucking putting the mask on to go on fucking vacation so they can fucking party, even though it's against their core belief to do. I didn't do that. I didn't fucking compromise. I wore a mask for about 30 fucking seconds. And it was that one day that we came down here to the building to check on construction. The first day the shit came out. Mm -hmm. I walked in here. None of the dudes working were wearing a mask. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not doing this shit either. That was it for yeah. me the whole time. And so like my, my, my viewpoint is that you say, okay, they're not going to give up freedom, but when they can convince you to do things that people don't perceive as their freedom being given away, they've been very effective at doing so. I, I hear you. Yeah. A hundred percent. I hear you. Right. And, and, it, and it, you're right. We, we have a, a, a herd mentality, but it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has. It's always been that way. Right? It'll always and be so, that way. Oh. And so it's kind of like the whole argument with. So how do we make it our herd instead of uh, their herd? 
there you go. Right. The, how do we make it our herd? Well, we go out and we, you're, you're right here, right? This is one place. Like we start providing, we start building out a community. We go, we go back to the community, mm-hmm. right? Where I tell you we will smoke these motherfuckers is like, look, when we go in person and, and we focus on core issues to, to, to make people better, like not the political side of it, right? Like I don't give a fuck how you believe, right? I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like vote how you fucking want to vote. Like that's on you. Like that's, that's why we live in, in the United States of America. That's why it's called a democracy, right? Um, but like we, we got to go back and make being a good human being cool again. Popular. Do you really think that? Do you do you really think that everybody? I agree with you. By the way, we do need to make it cool again. That's the problem. We're not. It it's not problem. made cool. People, yeah. people, look, dude. And every cultural weapon poss- that's you has been exhausted to the point where young kids are now rebelling by becoming Christian because they're like they can't rebel in any sort of rebellious way because it's all accepted. Yeah. Right. And, and it's actually blowing up in their face. Do you believe in like do you believe that everybody in America deserves a vote in democracy? Do I, I mean I think they ha- I believe I believe that you should have to have skin in the game. I believe that too. Right? Like I like I don't think like I shouldn't be able to not be a shareholder in your company and tell you how to fuck to run your company. I think this is right? one of the or who problems. you get to hire. Right. I think this is one of the biggest problems that we have in our country, dude, is that we don't have a voting system that represents the people who are actually producing or, or people who are actually just trying. Like, in my opinion, dude, I believe contributing. That should, no. uh, yeah, I believe that you should be able to vote if you are if you are paying taxes and you can prove that you're paying taxes, you're you're working and you're paying taxes. I believe that's the that, that's the determining factor on a vote. And if you're 15 years old and you're paying taxes. They should get a fucking vote. That's what I think. I, I you know, uh, now people are going to run and make a fucking clip. Andy, Andy Frisella thinks 15-year-olds should vote. Oh. Well, I, I would rather take a 15-year-old voting who's paying taxes, who's actually out trying to become something, than a 30-year-old who sits on their fat fucking asses and figures out how they can vote all the fucking success away yeah. from the people actually producing. And super glues their hands and, to fucking yeah. Starbucks. But Andy, I, I go, I, look, and I, go, yeah. I like after this podcast, like, I mean, I, I'm going to get eaten alive. Is no, you're you know, not. dumb. He's 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 the simplest, right? I got gotcha. you. So? But I go back to it. Oh, they're just going to say we're best friends. If we talk, <laughs> if we if we talk, they say that shit about if, me every day. If we taught people core values, yeah more motherfuckers would be paying taxes because they more motherfuckers would be working. More That's right. So again, like I hear you and, and yeah, yeah. The problem I got you like the, the problems, the big problems well, out here, the system, the system's Dakota, fucked. Dakota, the, the solution is simple. You're not fucking off. The system is fucked, right? Yeah. Like, look, but again, it doesn't matter who's voting if they're going to fucking rig it anyways, right? So it, it doesn't. It comes back home. It comes back home. And the thing is, is we can keep talking about all the problems with the system again. But let's talk about, I will tell you this, we, we agreed on this. Most people, do you believe that most people in the United States of America are good and want to do good? Yeah, yeah. most, yes. Most? Like 95%. Yeah. 95%. I, I, I would say it's at least 90%. 90%. Yeah. Okay, so, so 90%. I think if you went on the street, nine out of 10 people, you could probably find some real common ground with yeah. through a little bit of conversation. I'll, I'll tell you this. I think that people 
I think that a lot of people don't know that, that the reason they don't do good, that the reason the 90% aren't doing good is because they don't know how. Well, I think they've also lived in a country where we have propaganda nonstop that is continuously trying to provide uh, a message that people, even if they knew how, they couldn't do. You see? So you, like, you, me, we found out a way to do it. Yeah, I know. But we also come from a little bit different time. You know, it was a little bit different for like you're at the younger edge of it. But for me, like I was always told growing up by my teachers and by people who like I was encouraged. I was I had a few shitbag teachers who told me I couldn't do shit. Uh, but I also feel like nowadays, you know, with some of the social movements that we have happening in the world, when we look at like, let's just say the body positivity movement, the body positivity movement has been hijacked. So instead of saying, hey, you don't have to be perfect, which is true, you just got to work hard and you work to be better. Now it's celebrated for people to be 400 pounds and say that that's healthy. That's not true. I would argue the exact opposite with you of that you of anybody in this room have more freedom financially. Uh, you've, you've done it. Yeah. You have more of a reason to fall off to drop the sword than any of us. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? You, b- because like, I mean, you could fall into investing and drunk and, and partying and, and living not the hard lifestyle. I mean, you, 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 but I couldn't though. Well, but well, here's why, but I hear you. I couldn't. And let me tell you why. Cause I don't have any special skills, bro. People think I do. They think I'm fucking like that. I, I like, look, I have to work really fucking hard to be me. Like for me to do what I do, it's really fucking hard. But you don't, you would, but after you, after you built this thing, you could surround yourself with a bunch of fucking people who just say you're the greatest ever that, that feed into your bullshit who, oh, you know, Andy, like I couldn't imagine how hard it is to run this company, man. Like, man, let's just go grab a beer, man. Like, I mean, you could, you could literally surround yourself with those people, man. Like haven't you, you've made enough, right? Like, fuck. Fuck the rest of it, right? Who gives a fuck about your people out here, man? Like, they owe you. You gave them this, right? Like, you could, like, if anything, you are more susceptible to falling into to, to that bullshit than the rest of us and, and, and like, and getting comfortable and complacent. And, and you haven't, and you haven't. And I'll tell you what it comes down to. It's the motherfuckers you surround yourself with, right? Like, the most important thing other than you being the example in life, the next piece of it is, is the motherfuckers you surround yourself with, right? And I don't believe in judging, right? I think judging is like where I sit on, it's a, it's a I'm going to sit back here and not look at my place, but I'm going to look at you and judge how you do things. But I do believe in constantly evaluating things, right? Measuring up, right? We all have to constantly measure up on each other. And it's like, hey man, like, Oh, you're better than me? Well, I'm looking at you and seeing how the fuck you're better than me because I want to figure out how to do that, right? And I'm going to try to ask you questions and learn how to be about you, right? And then, like, we're always growing and bouncing off each other, yeah. right? And at the point that you don't, like, that you start dragging me down, you're an anchor, cut that fucking anchor, right? Yeah, you have to. Who's next, right? Like, we all keep moving up Yeah, in our all circles. those people that you described, I lost those people years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But, I couldn't have gotten here with that. But you couldn't have. Yeah. But it's easy. But you know damn well. That they that you got people like coming in and and now trying to lock their anchor into you. Oh yeah, secret. Like, yeah. right? Why do you think I fucking stay at home all the time? Well, well, exactly, yeah. exactly. But but yeah. my but my I can't point, trust anybody, bro. But like my, you you yeah. you could trust people. 
that's the thing people don't believe people think that's bullshit like people when you when people start knowing you're doing something you you start to attract all those people like you don't attract like what people don't understand is like it's not the greatest people in the world that are coming to be a part of your party like these are people who want something from you and i realized that over the course of making some mistakes in my life that like it's just better for me to hang out at home yeah you know i 100 percent agree yeah. with you but but my point being is is that like yeah the, all these people are capable mm-hmm. i do believe in good mm-hmm. i i I, I, I will i will go look the, the place is fucked right like the, the our, our government's fucked right well, uh, wouldn't I, you like to see it unfucked because i would but as much as we want, like the government ran by, I'm, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to throw some, some deep, deep on you, right? The government, the, 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 it's we, the people. When we, the people suck. Mm, the government's going to suck. The government's going to fucking suck, right? Yeah. We want it to be about us, but we suck. <laughs> We're bitching about our government, right? So it's like well, that becomes the chicken or the egg well, argument. Well, well, it, what is yeah. this, what what is the government founded? What, what 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 is what is everything about we, this idea of democracy founded on? We the people, and we want it to stay that way, right? My constitutional rights. We the people. Well, when we the people suck, and we wonder why our country sucks, well, because we the people suck. Yeah, right. I always laugh. Which means, and why do we suck? It's because uh, you suck, well, or I suck. A hundred percent. Right. And so again, you know, I look at, I talked, you know, Marines, I talk to Marines all the time. Marines are like, Oh, you know, the Marine Corps sucks today. I go, well, the Marine Corps, like the Marine Corps is, is just a name. You know what the Marine Corps is made up of? Marines. Well, America is just a fucking name. You know what America is made up of? Americans. So if America sucks and you're bitching and calling and saying America fucking sucks, go look in the fucking mirror. Right. And that's the hard truth of it. And I can tell you, not one motherfucker has the power to over override the rest of us. You know, I hear I, I hear all this and I hear the well, you know, the the riots in the city, all this. I mean, all of it, right? And it's like, you know, well, the next time, brother, when it comes up, you know, it's all gonna be all right. Right, we're we're all gonna be okay. We we all know we all know that that shit only flies as much as we let it fly, and it's only gonna fly as much as we let it fly. Do do I think that there's? Can we gonna just be, all agree then to quit letting the shit fly? That would be nice. Well, you you a hundred percent. But can we all agree that that being fat isn't healthy? Yeah, I agree. Okay, well we all do. Yeah, but that doesn't mean. Once you, so when you stop, the problem is when you stop blaming everybody else, mm-hmm. it means that, that you have to take responsibility. And once you take responsibility, it means that you now have to do something to fix it. Now that you can do something to fix it and you can't bitch about everybody else. So that's why I go back to it. They're never going to do something that's going to fucking affect all COVID did was give you the, like all it did was give people who already wanted an excuse, the justification for their fucking excuse. Oh, I don't want to go to work. Well, now I got a reason not to, and I can blame this. Oh, I, I, I 
don't want to make good decisions. Oh, now I got a reason to blame this. Oh, I, I want to, to, to fuck with somebody's life who is healthy. Well, now I got a reason cause they don't wear a fucking mask. Right? Like, yeah. like again, COVID was just the, was just the, the justification for your fucking weak excuse. Right? Like, I believe it was an, an intentional weapon of division. Intentional. It was. Yeah. It and was. It, and, and bro, people are having a hard time getting over it. Like a lot, I see a lot of the people who were like with the narrative, right? Like they love Fauci and shit. And they realize now like, oh, this is not, uh, you know, exactly what I thought it was. Right. But still, I'm glad I did what I did. And those people, those people can't understand why people who didn't go with the narrative will not forgive them. And then like, dude, like my, one of my, my fucking best friend had to watch his fucking dad die on a fucking zoom call. You know what I'm saying? Like people don't forget that shit, bro. And that became, that came from you motherfuckers that forced your fucking shit on everybody. You know, like people are not going to forget. And it was crimes against humanity. What happened? 100 percent yeah i mean i got you yeah i know i'm just saying like i, I got you You know I, like it was such a fucking real thing that i i i don't really see i don't know i don't i don't see the forgiveness in people with it because there were some serious consequences people lost their job bro i got threatened by the u.s by the government by the fucking government with a fine of seven hundred thousand dollars per employee i have 450 fucking employees okay I got threatened that I either was going to have to have them vaccinated or I had to pay that fine. You know what I did? I didn't fucking fuck have them, them do shit. Yeah, I told them fuck themselves. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I hear, I hear you on it. I, I'm just saying, like, there was you. a lot of serious shit, bro. It did. And it's it, like, how do you get past that? And the, it's, it, my solution to that is that we have to identify the people who organized it. We have to identify the people who fucking perpetrated it. As a crime, because dude, I see the 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 people like the people who harass that the people who harass the people who actually ended up being right. I actually see them as victims of propaganda yeah. and and a, and a psychological fucking it's marketing operation. Yeah, it was, it was marketing. It was it was a like it was a marketing uh, of a virus. But it, it, but it was, dude, what I'm saying is is like the 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 people. Like these people who fell for it, they, ha- they cannot understand why the other people are still so pissed. And like, dude, there has to be some understanding there of what the fuck y'all did. Like you, you are the ones that called everybody grandma killers. You're the ones that screamed at people in stores. You're the ones that cheered as people lost their fucking businesses. Yeah. And like, bro, those people should be apologizing and saying, you know what? I got fucking played. So that we can unite and fucking go against the people who actually did it. You're 100% right. You're yeah. 100% right. You're 100% right. But, but I'm telling you, man, like we can, either, we can either focus on what other motherfuckers should be doing to us. Yeah. Or we can focus on we better get our shit together. Well, bro, I got my next, shit together, well, I'm not man. saying us. I'm just saying. I'm not saying us. I'm, I'm rising above. I got my shit together. Now I'm focusing on their fucking shit. Well, uh-huh. Fuck them, dude. Fuck them, right? Yeah. Fuck them. Right? Just, I, I agree. We agree. Like, I, I hear, I hear yeah, you. I, I hear know, you. I, I like, I mean, like, I, I mean, my, my command should come back and fucking apologize to me. For they fuck, should. Like, you know what? You, you, George W. Bush should come back and apologize for sending us to fucking Iraq yeah. and Afghanistan. Yeah, right? On a fucking like, lie. On a fucking lie. Right. I mean, you know, Which, uh, by the Ch- way, Cheney, Cheney should see, fucking, here. Cheney should go to fucking jail for all the millions he made off fucking, bro, you know, off here, the, off, here, I mean, again, like example, 
I was a pro. When Bush was going to war, bro, I was beating the war drum as hard as anybody. I was like, fuck yeah, let's fucking get these motherfuckers. Yeah. Like everybody else was. And, you know, now I look back and I'm like, fuck, that was really fucking stupid. Yeah. That was really fucking stupid. And like, dude, I, so, so I can admit that that was stupid of me and I was wrong. Yeah. And that I fucking got played by the fucking bullshit. But for some reason, these COVID idiots can't fucking admit it. And like, dude, it's causing more and more and more tension. And that tension will eventually erupt. It, it, it will. Yeah. It will. As long as we're not on to the next one by then. And, and that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem because it was an effective social division. And because people can't fucking come together, they're going to continue to propagate these division tactics. The next, the, dude, we will have another pandemic before 24. I fucking guarantee it. Like a, a, a medical pandemic? Yeah. And they will, they will put one out. The, oh no, no, they're, no, they're, they're already, they're already yeah. setting up for it. They're, they're yeah. trying all the time, right? They got this, this, what they came out with a, a, a fungus or a mold thing that now they're, they're worried about. They're talking about that's spreading that has a yeah. 60% kill rate. I mean, they're, they're talking, I mean, of course, like, you know, they, the, all the people who well, made you, the vaccine, they're all sitting here saying they're standing by yeah. ready for the next one. Right. Yeah. I mean, of course they're going to come at it. Yeah. Of course. Well, of course they're ready for the next one. Cause those are the fucking people that put it out. Yeah. How much money did Bill Gates make? How much money do the pharma companies make, bro? Huge, huge. Everybody else has got fucking destroyed. But can but can I say can I I, I go back to my whole theory though, bro? Listen, I, li, when you, people listen, are, I, I agree with you hundred percent. All I'm saying is I fucking have a intense hatred for the people that organize this shit and fuck with our country. Yeah. Like, and it is fucking intense, bro. Like to me. And I agree with you. Everything that you say, it's personal responsibility, personal excellence, removing ourselves, unplugging ourselves from their system yeah. in every possible way. That is the solution, 100%, along with helping your neighbor also do the same. Yeah. Okay? That's the solution, no doubt. But, bro, in my mind, there needs to be fucking serious accountability for what the fuck was happening. Because, dude, we can't, we can't leave, like you and I as grown men, we can't fucking let this happen another 20 or 30 or 40 years from now. Yeah. Like these people, in my opinion, should be made such an example of that people never fucking forget it over the course of history. And that, that, that might sound harsh, but that's reality, dude. Like when Vlad the Impaler fucking impaled everybody and put them, their fucking heads on stakes, guess what motherfuckers didn't do? They didn't fuck with them anymore. Yeah. Right? And like, dude, we as the people have allowed these people to continuously continuously oppress us, fuck with us, divide us, stress us, turn us against our neighbor, turn us against our neighbor because they have a different skin color or they like to have sex with a different, yeah, somebody that you met. Like, bro, this is insane shit. It's insane yeah. shit. And like, dude, we don't deserve that. Like, we're you and I, you're never getting the 13 years of your life back that you've had to live with that fucking burden that you just shared on the show. You're not getting yeah. it back, bro. You're right. And you won't get back any of that time after that. We, we, the regular people, the citizens, okay, civilians, so to speak, we're not getting the three fucking years back, bro. The three years where we've been at each other's throats. The three years where we've been fucking constantly fighting. The three years where there's been hardship after hardship after hardship after hardship intentionally introduced to create us more division and more hardship so that they can remain in power. Yeah. And like, bro, like we need 
a true fucking turnover of power, however you want to call it, that to where our government is represented by actual fucking Americans again. And here's what, and here's what, here's where I go with it. You're right. You're right. If I stay angry, if I stay, I I, I see it. If I stay angry, if I stay angry, I get it, dude. If I stay angry, you know, the only thing that's worse than, than it fucking like, look, it, it took me all the way up till probably 2016. Bro, remember when those motherfuckers were laughing at you? Yeah. How mad were you? So, so mad. But let me say this. And I, I'm justified to be pissed just like you are. I, like I, ju- I'm just, I, I'm just that's I'm, how I feel. Like, I, got I feel you. like there's fucking but, laughing. But let me, but let me throw this back at you. Let me, let me throw this back at you. You're right. You're not going to get those three years back. But you know what would suck even more is if you stayed pissed off and nothing changed and nobody got held accountable for another fucking three. And then you wasted another three being pissed off. And instead, instead what I do is what I can control. Yeah. And just like you're doing, like turn that into fuel. Now we have, we've seen something that most motherfuckers haven't. And you've seen it from a perspective that even people who went through it with you haven't seen it as, right? You've seen that you prevail by standing up against it, right? You've seen that, that, that you can get through it and they won't do shit to you at the end of the day. And you still took care of people, right? You've seen that side of it. Now you have an obligation. You can either stay pissed off about it and want to go after justice, right? Which is I, deserved. I, I think for where I'm at, brother, like real, real talk. I think for where I'm at with my platform, I have a responsibility to remain pissed off about it personally. So you, as long as that pissed off fuels good, always prevails evil, prevails evil. Like, I don't care. You could take and you could put every one of those motherfuckers in jail. Well, I ain't I, talking about jail. Okay, okay. You could, yeah. uh, okay, period. Listen, you could yeah. go kill every one of those motherfuckers. You could, you could eradicate them from the earth. Every, everybody, let's say everybody who was responsible for that, you could eradicate them. And I'll tell you this, there would be a fuck ton of motherfuckers with the next one that are trying to get rid of them as well to get their own plan out there to replace them. And the only way you fix it is if you go and you, you solidify good. You gotta fix culture. You gotta fix the culture. So yeah. I hear you. We can go get justice and fucking hold accountability and all this on the bad side of it. And it's again. I, Man, you're being me today. I, this is usually what I say. It's again. It's <laughs> again. Usually I hear what you. I say is. I hear you. Usually what I say is we don't need violence because even if we went and fucking killed them today, what, what about tomorrow? Bro, what about the next day? Like it's it's kind of like it's a cultural revolution. It really is. You've got to you you have got to, um, you've got to fix the problem by educating and, and pushing good and pushing what's right. And 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 and, and you have like I, I got it. We can prepare. We can prepare to to be ready for whatever. But like we have an obligation to because we've seen it this way to go out and out market. The side of wrong. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and again, like the only way that, that, that frustration and stuff makes sense. Cause it's only at the expense of you. I promise you, they're not sitting up there fucking worried about you coming to get them. They're not sitting up there worried about justice. Like again, they're, they're up there. Like nobody they're fucking laughing. They're laughing. So <clears throat> again, again, if you want to fix it, if you want to fix it. we got to go back to the base. Anybody can point out the problem. most people can well most of us can right (laughs) but like we've got like and so so how how do i fix this right like like no dude you're you're telling i mean listen bro it you're 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 not wrong 
You're a hundred percent right. Like I'm pissed off too. Look, I, I go through. Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm pissed off at, at at all kinds of shit. Right. Yeah. I'm pissed off. Do I? I don't. But I don't deserve shit. I'm. I might be worthy of more, but I get what I deserve. Right. Yeah. And 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 and, and look. And I truly believe that. Like, look. I mean, you look at look at the way that the hardest fucking steel on the face that's made. It, it ain't by fucking like a good life and an easy life. No. And hey, well, I, I put you where, you know, well, we set this steel where it's real fucking comfortable in this nice spot and we, we only tap it and we, we, we rub it with something really soft, right? No, it's thrown into hot mold, molten lava. Yeah. And then beating the shit out of it. Beating the fuck out of it, right? Yeah. So if you want to be steel and you want to be fucking hard, yeah. then, then get, get used to it, right? Yeah. But, but again, like, man. And it, I think also to be happy, dude, I think, I think, I think if you're constantly looking for easiness and comfort yeah. and no anxiety and no stress, you're going to always be disappointed. And I think that like, it's, or you're going to be those guys we were talking about in Whole Foods. Yeah. But bro, those people, <laughs> those people feel a different kind of anxiety and stress. Oh, uh-huh. so, so like, I, I truly believe that one of the keys to being happy and in, in, in real life is accepting that life is going to have its challenges and be hard no matter what path you choose. If we choose to be someone like us who goes out every day and works hard and tries to do the best that we can, we're going to have our own challenges. If we choose to be the fucking fat fuck who rides the cart around Walmart and eats 17,000 calories for fucking lunch every day and then complains that, you know, they're big boned, right? It's genetics. Um, they're going to have their own sets of fucking worries and challenges and yeah. hardships. And I think life truly is about deciding which ones we're going to work with and, and understanding that it's, it's coming either way because dude, every time I've ever gotten myself in the mindset of like that, I deserve some sort of, cause like, bro, I fucking work really fucking hard. And like I said earlier, and this is true story, like there's no superpowers with me. There might be for some of these other motherfuckers, but yeah. there sure as fuck ain't with me. All the shit that people see me do living on the live hard program work, you know, going out in the snow and doing shit like, bro, I do that shit to keep me sharp because that's the skills it takes to do what I do. Yeah. It's not because like, if I was a bad motherfucker, I wouldn't have to do that shit. Like the truth is I have to work really hard just to be functional at what I do. And so sometimes I've been in the position where I'm like, fuck dude, you know, I work hard. Dude, I deserve some easiness. Like I deserve some strength. I deserve deserve some, what the, can I not get fucking a week? Can I get a fucking day? But the truth is, is I can't because I, I chose a path that doesn't offer that. And when I accept, when I accept that, because it goes back and forth, like sometimes I accept it and I'm fucking comfortable. But when I don't, like when, last time we talked on the phone for yeah. a couple hours, that I was still at a point, I was at a point at that time where I was feeling sorry for myself like I'm explaining now, where I'm like, fuck, dude, I fucking do. But imagine if I had fit into But that into makes that. it way worse. But imagine if I had fed into it, I'd be like, yeah, you're fucking right. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, but imagine if I fed yeah. into it, right? No. And that's where we yeah. have an obligation. Yeah. Like, we have an obligation to remind the greater good and, and to remind that, that we all, like, it, that it's going to be fine. Yeah. We have an obligation to lead people. Because again, like, if you get everybody, if you say, fuck it, you know what? Everybody should be preparing for a civil war. Well, they're not focused on on each pushing each other and building each other up. Yeah, they're panicking. They're panicking, right? Yeah. And we're we're driving, we're feeding into their bullshit, right? I refuse to do it. I refuse to do it. If there's a war, I'm ready for it, right? If yeah. if I need to fight, if I need to fight, and here's what I'll tell you. I don't care. You know, 
you you get into religion or whatever you want, but I, I'll take the story from the Bible that everybody should know. Jesus Christ, the most perfect man that's ever been wrote about that walked the face of the planet, whether you believe in him or not, period. It's a story. He literally spent his whole existence on earth doing good for others. Trying to teach people the way to the best life after life that there is. He was, he was, he was told that he wasn't real, called a liar, told he wasn't true. And then, and then he was sat down, ate a meal with people and they made him carry his own cross up and they fucking killed him for the same people he was trying to save and give a path to heaven. So I don't care how perfect you are, how right you are. I don't care how good you are, how much good you do, how much money you donate, how many people you fucking help. <laughs> Shit's still going to be hard. Shit's still going to be fucking hard. People are still going to say you're not fucking real. People are still going to look at you and they're going to criticize you. And then people are still going to say that you're, you're, you're still fucking, they're going to call you a fucking liar. All the way down to the point to where if they get a fucking chance, they'll kill you. Bro, you know what's crazy too? You're sitting, that's such a good message, bro. Like such a good fucking message. And it's so true. What's crazy about it is that when you really, that's why it's so hard to live Jesus' example. Because when you try to live it, that you face persecution. When you try to live a high standard life, because none of us are going to be perfect. It's not reality. But when you try to hold a high standard for yourself, people are always going to want to tear it down because they're not willing to hold a high standard for themselves. Yeah, you know what, man? So instead of, instead of them raising themselves to that standard because it's hard, they will tear you the fuck down. So what we have to do is we have to stop reacting to it and we can respond to it. I have this game I play and I learned it off one of my friends so I, I can't take credit for it. But I try to walk into every room and I try to, like people who already have an opinion of me and I try to be um, it, it, like I, I, whatever they think I am or what I'm going to say, I try to be the exact opposite of that. Right. Still based on my principles. So again, like my principles aren't going to, mm -hmm. to vary, but how I disperse and how I communicate in that room, like I want people to listen, I want people to hear it. I want people to, I, I want people to see my like, I, I don't care what you do, right? Like, I don't, I don't have to focus on this. I can always focus on the side of positive. I can always focus in, on, on the side of getting my message in, um, whether it's by leading, by example, by listening to you and trying to help you. Like, again, like, I, there's a way to do this with everybody. And it's all about, like, how we um, represent ourselves or how we, how we talk of this, right? So I say that, like, look, I, I, I try to not react to people because that's what they want. And, and, and it's like, oh, well, see, that, that's it. That's what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. There's, yeah, see, they're not, they mm -hmm. suck, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I try to just be authentic and real and I try to just respond to people and I try to be, the way I look at it is, is I just want to be the best that I can be for you, right? Like I want to be the best that I can for you. Whatever you need me to be, I'm going to be the best that I can in that moment, right? And I'm going to try to give you the best advice, the best. But again, like that's all I can do. And it, then you have your own personal responsibility to go fucking do it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so like, that's what I try to do. Right. It, it's no different than, than when I, you know, I, as a firefighter, right. Like I, I show up to calls that, that aren't an emergency to me, but fuck man, like they're an emergency to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Like 
and 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 that's the the this level of empathy. And I'll say this: you can only be as effective in life as you can be empathetic towards people. Well, yeah, because the care that you have is going to drive the action. When people can they can see through if you care or not, right? Right. Like the reason you're so effective here is these motherfuckers know you're real and they know you care about them. And like, like that's why, right? Like it, it, the, the secret sauce is that you got a fucking heart and your empathy and your care for people is, is authentic. And it's not driven by money. It's driven like it's driven by real purpose and, and, and all that. And so like, shit, dude, if it was money, I'd be on here talking about making money. Well, hundred yeah. percent. Right. And, and, and so what tells me that, that people still want that look, most people, most people are followers. That's, that's the real reality of life, right? Uh, most people are followers. They want to be told what to do, right? Like they want to follow something they can believe in that's bigger than them, right? I mean, look, like, like look, look at everything. That, that's, that's what it is. What tells me that America's still okay is are you still making money? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, guess what? You're doing it based off of trying to do good for others. Yeah. And the fact that you're still as successful and I walk through this fucking empire and I see this thing turning every day and I see the employees and I see the habits that are pushed through this place and the principles that your principles are through every aspect of this place. It tells me that it can be done. The question isn't about can it be done or, or how it's done. It's time to fucking scale, Andy. Yeah. It's time to scale. Right. And you can't scale when you're, you're, you're focused on the problem. It's like, bro, you're the solution. This is the solution. How do we scale this across America? How do we scale this? People, people believe, like, man, you've changed so many people's lives that you don't even know with a program called 75 Heart. I mean, again, like, like look at all the people out there following that. So when you think and you wonder, you wonder can it be done and can it be changed? A hundred percent it can. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I appreciate all that, dude. I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you, man, but we got to have someone, we got to have people that understand like that this, it's what you said, dude. If America sucks, well, what's America full of? It's full of Americans. Well, that means the Americans suck. And if we don't get people that understand that and want to change that, it doesn't matter what kind of movement you build. You know is America suckers or America weak? I think America's I think America's ready for something different. That's what I believe. I, I agree. And so so I it, think it, we've been comfortable. It's kind of like with big I think the reason these people have gotten as far as they've gotten, it has everything to do with everybody else out there trying to progress their own lives mm -hmm. and not paying attention over here. It's kind of like it's been cush. Yeah, bro. And it's been good for a long time here. It's first world problems, right? Yeah, I mean, it it's is. first world problems, right? And when like, you when you live long enough where time is too good that allows people who aren't necessarily uh, like-minded to work their way into positions of authority and power, which is what we're ending up dealing with now. Like what we're dealing with now was created not over COVID. It was not created ago, over yeah. the 12 years before that, where we came out of the other recession and things got good. And that's where it was created. You're 100% right. Yeah. And then by allowing them consistently to because, dude, most people don't look at the don't look over there. They're like t way too busy building, especially here on this show. Like a lot of you guys, when I was doing MFCEO project, you know, you guys were listening, learning, building businesses, not paying any attention over here. Well, 
like I say on most of the shows, if we don't pay attention to overhear what's going on in society, this is the equivalent of us not having the actual environment required to win personally. So where my concern comes from is that, yes, we do have the freedom, and I agree with you a million percent, to raise standards and to be better people. That's the fucking key right now. However, if we don't take an interest also in understanding what, how we got here and what's happened over here. And how to implement that into society. How to change these things and fix yeah. these things and how this, this, these problems are our responsibility. The environment can get toxic, just like a fish tank will get dirty, right? Like if you don't clean the fish tank, what happens to the fish? They don't fucking thrive, bro. And it doesn't matter how hard they swim and it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter how, uh, you know, well they navigate the waters. You know what I'm saying? And so like my, I agree with the solution to the problem is personal excellence. It is raising a standard. It is holding ourselves to a higher standard. But we also have to pay attention to the legit environment that's being created right now. And, and I agree with you. I think when it come, push comes to shove, these people are not going to get their way. And I, I, they're, I, they're not. And they, they know that. Like, yeah. they're, they're like, they, again, they're, they're not. And, and like, if we were Australia or we were a country, like, look, we, we are the, and I got you, they, they, they took away our free, like, but we are the freest country yeah. on the planet. So yeah. by a long shot, for by sure. By a long shot. Like you, listen, as soon as they start trying to fucking go after that, like as soon as, I, I got they trying, I got, I got their tiptoeing in the water. Bro, they've been going after it for a hundred years. But it ain't stuck. Yeah, it ain't stuck. It ain't stuck and it's not gonna yeah. fucking stick, right? <laughs> Ask the well, British. I'm just saying, like we're not really that free. Like we say we're the freest country. That's... If everybody's slow, if everybody's a fucking turtle and you're the fastest turtle, that's not exactly fast. Like, yeah, we're the freest country, but we pay most of our income to our government. Yeah. Now, again, that's that's a whole. By definition, that's not free. That's a whole other ballgame, right? Taxes, right? Go on another three hours. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's part two, guys. Come back to part two. I mean, I got you. I got you. The federal government, right? Like that's a whole other concept, right? I hear you. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, let me ask you this. What other country would you rather live in? Man, I don't know. I was just in Mexico. It's pretty cool. You know? <laughs> the lease ain't that bad. Yeah. Tuscany's <laughs> looking pretty nice. You know? I sure oh, look, it's looking fucking nicer in St. Louis right now. Yes, man, it's red, white, and Bud Light all day long. Yeah. <laughs> look, dude, I want to get back to that. I want to get back to Kid Rock America, where we kick ass, take names, punch people in the dicks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they still have them. That's right. (laughs) Well, listen, bro. Yeah. No, I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, listen, dude. Uh, Real talk, man. Um, Thanks for sharing that story that you shared. Uh, That was... That was... I'm just saying, man, I'm damn proud to be your friend. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it means a fucking lot. Our friendship means a lot. Um, I appreciate your role, like... in my life and, and uh it's it's very meaningful to me we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna change the world man yeah i believe that i got one goal in life yeah i got one goal in life and that's we're gonna change the world you're one of the best humans i've ever fucking met man. i appreciate that like you you people you guys don't realize like when he talks about the person on the side of the road changing the tire dakota's the guy that stops and fucking does it 
And um, that's something I, I. Not sometimes, all the time. Yeah, that's something I greatly fucking appreciate about who you are as a man. So. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate it, man. I, I yeah. just, I believe, I believe that uh, at the end of the day that, you know, um, and, and I, 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 I've always believed this and I heard it put in a good, a good sentence the other day, but you know, if, if you have the ability to do good, you should do good. Yeah. Well, that's a great, that's a, that's a great message right there, bro. Um, thanks for making that trip oh, in, dude. Man, I appreciate you having me. I'm, I'm going to start coming out here more often. Yeah. yeah. I, I like I that. I get around good motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, bro. Real motherfuckers. Yeah. I want to come yeah. see the kangaroos. Come on with it. <laughs> you know yeah. this motherfucker got kangaroos, right? Uh-huh. I got kangaroos. Bro. I got kangaroos. Me got and Brandon kangaroos. have a kangaroo farm. You shut the fuck up. You we guys do. Really do. What are you doing with it? We do. So we have, uh, we have four, well, we have four kangaroos. And so we're breeding them. All right. That's, yeah, gonna be the, that's, that's his first line of defense. It's fucking kangaroos, <laughs> yeah. bro. <laughs> Imagine trying yeah. to break in a fucking and you get fucking yeah, kicked in the face. Fucking right. face. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking things are massive, man. Like, awesome. let's get I love you. It. Love well, bro, it means a lot, man. I appreciate having on your show and uh and uh thanks again for everything. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed